Hello, my name's Raina Miller. Welcome to the first episode of the Royal Mail podcast. On every episode of this podcast, we'll be taking a deep dive into some of the trends, challenges and opportunities from across the delivery industry. In our opening series, we'll be taking a close look at the subscription box economy. Using specially commissioned research alongside interviews with business leaders, we'll get to the heart of this rapidly expanding growth area. In episode one, we'll find out how Shaving Rash led to the founding of one of the UK's leading subscription box businesses. As you'd expect, we'll also get the Royal Mail perspective on how we are supporting our customers to accommodate changing consumer trends. First and foremost though, it's probably worth explaining exactly what the subscription box economy is, or at least what it means for the purposes of this podcast. I'll let John Phillips, Managing Director EMEA at Zora, a company that provides software solutions to subscription-based businesses, explain. So the subscription economy is really, I think, a shift that uh, we might not have seen for many, many decades, but principally in the way consumers are looking to uh, take on the services and products that they want, but also, of course, then having a massive effect on how businesses uh, approach those those customers. Uh, I think we've had you know, maybe a hundred years of mass productization, mass consumerism, where people were just really fascinated with owning products. Uh, and ownership was uh, becoming uh, so paramount that uh, maybe we lost sight a little bit of, of, of actually what we needed and, and, and how we needed it. And I think the shift that we're seeing now is really a shift towards um, how people want to use things, uh, the things they actually, the outcome that they actually are looking for. Uh, and maybe uh, with the younger generations, particularly ownership is becoming a, a less significant, uh, less significant factor. Um, and I think for businesses, <clears throat> it's a great opportunity to, to shift the way in which they uh, approach their customers, the relationships that they now form. They're looking to form stickier relationships, much longer relationships, and monetize those relationships in a, in a very different way than simply creating a hit product uh, and selling it to an anonymous set of customers. So all in all, I think the subscription economy is, uh, is probably a much more significant shift than, than, than we give it credit for at this point. So, relationships and loyalty are the name of the game. But how do you translate that into a successful business model? Well, one man who knows is Oliver Bridge, founder and CEO of Cornerstone, a company at the forefront of the subscription economy. Oliver explained how suffering from shaving rash led him to start the business in the first place. Well, the history of Cornerstone starts back in 2012. And at the time I was working in finance and had to shave for work every morning and was really struggling with skin irritation and shaving cuts and shaving rash and that kind of stuff. And I spent a lot of time um, trying different products, going and speaking to barbers. I even went to a dermatologist in Harley Street um, to try and find out what was going wrong and could I use any products to improve it. And couldn't find anything that really solved my problem. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to quit my job and start my own shaving brand. Um, as you do, <laughs> well, which is kind of, in hindsight, slightly mad. Um, and I spent, you know, a few months looking around for, you know, what what would the perfect shaving re- regime look like? And it turns out it's a good combination of a, a really good razor, which we've got, uh, and really good skincare products. But then the the routine and the technique you use is also really important. So I started cornerstone thinking, you know what, I'm going to just come up with a really great way to shave. And then to make it even more convenient for people, I'm going to come up with a sort of online subscription service that gets delivered to your front door. It all sounds so simple, the way Oliver explains it. 
But how did he make the leap from an idea to a fully fledged business? We built the team out. So it went from just me to a team of five of us. Uh, we redesigned the packaging. We spent a lot of money on marketing to try and onboard new customers. And the business quadrupled in the six month period after that uh, crowdfunding round. Um, I don't know the kind of months and years after that, we've successfully raised uh, several million uh, further investment from investors. Um, we've spent lots of money on things like Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We've done our own TV campaign. Um, the team's grown from five of us to now 25. Uh, we've got a customer base. You know, we've shipped nearly a million orders to over 200,000 people around the UK. It's just built this absolute beast from uh, just this crazy idea at my kitchen table in 2012, really. Oliver's approach certainly seems to be working and Cornerstone has managed to carve out a significant chunk of the lucrative male grooming market. But on a larger scale, exactly how big is the subscription economy in the UK? Joseph Robinson is a consulting director at Global Data who recently conducted a study in conjunction with Royal Mail. We believe that over the next five years, so between 2017 and 2022, that growth in the market of consumer spend on these subscription boxes set to grow 72% to around a billion pounds. Um, so that, that's the, the, the key headline figure. Um, much of this has been driven by uh, the key growth segments. So uh, unsurprisingly, given the, um, the amount of marketing around uh, these products, uh, mill grooming is a, is a key growth segment. We um, conducted a survey among a nationally representative sample of 2,000 UK consumers. Uh, our um, research found that uh, just over a quarter of UK consumers are currently signed up to a subscription box in some form. Uh, so we found uh, actually that um, subscription levels, there was an uneven level of subscription levels across different uh, shopper groups. So for example, over 50% of 18 to 34 year olds uh, are signed up to a subscription box of, uh, of some form, whereas under 10% of 65 plus shoppers are signed up. At the same time, we saw a slightly higher uh, level of uh, sign-up um, among males versus females. Uh, I guess this isn't so surprising given uh, the emergence of uh, subscription boxes such as male grooming and shaving over the last uh, few years. Some hugely impressive figures, no doubt. But why are subscriptions growing at such a staggering rate? Oliver has his own theories. So I think the, the advantages of subscription for customers are really obvious. So if it's a product that you're using regularly, so in our case, whether it's dental products or deodorant or shampoo or shaving stuff, generally you're using that on quite a regular basis. You're having to go to the supermarket to buy a replacement pretty consistently, pretty regularly. So if someone can just take care of that and send it to your front door without you needing to consciously shop for it, that's great because it just automates one area of your life that's boring to have to think about. So a bit of a no-brainer. And there are other types of subscription service that might... So we're kind of um, a, potentially a convenience uh, play in the convenient in the subscription uh, world. There are other uh, boxes out there that will give you uh, new exciting stuff, samples of new products. There's a couple of female beauty boxes, for example. And there are different models to Cornerstone. So they're not replenishing you with stuff you use a lot. They're giving you the opportunity to try loads of different things. So there, the subscription model is quite cool because every month you just get a cool, nice, unexpected surprise of new things to test. So I think it works whether you're a convenience or a kind of discovery, fun, exploring new things customer. Um, obviously, the advantages for the business are great as well because you have that kind of predictable business that you can, um, that you can rely on, that strong foundation. It sounds like an increase in consumers ordering online can only be good news for Ormel, but how has the company adapted to reflect the changing needs of its customers? 
Nick Landon, Chief Customer Officer at Royal Mail, explains. Well, the first and the probably best change for us has been uh, the market just keeps getting bigger. Uh, our research says it's going to grow by 70% over the next three or four years, and uh, we're ready to take that volume through. We think there's a huge opportunity here for companies, big and small, to grow into this space to generate additional uh, revenue, additional volume, and of course for us, we'll be happy to take that traffic too. In terms of the technological advancements we've made to support subscription services, actually their requirements are pretty similar to most other shippers. So easy access into our services to ship, uh, clear tracking information that uh, lets them know when their items have been delivered, a really quick way of uh, customers getting hold of us if they need to, to respond to either a, uh, a failed delivery or a, a re-delivery. All of those things are just as appropriate to subscription services. What we're looking at now is how we can connect our systems better to these really fast-growing services to make it easier for them to start up with us in the first place. In terms of the future and subscription boxes, we want to be the go-to partner for anyone who sets up a subscription in the UK. So this should be a big part of our growth going forward. We've seen the opportunities coming from the US, which is often a, a, you know, a, a lead indicator in terms of growth. There is uh, a lot of potential in the UK. There are small customers who we are already uh, the go-to provider for, but we're seeing big brands start to set up subscription services, and again, we're ideally suited to work with those. So we are, doors are open at Raw Mail for anyone who wants to start a subscription service. We are now extremely experienced in providing these services. We have a great way of doing it. So come and talk to us, and I'm sure we can help you. Well, it certainly looks as if subscriptions are set to become an ever more integral part of the economy over the coming years, as more and more businesses get wise to the potential of the subscription-based model. In the next episode of this series, we'll look at the regions driving the growth of the subscription economy and hear more from the businesses leading the way. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and we'll see you again soon for episode two.